I quite often have the privilege of being part of wedding ceremonies, being a marriage officer. And last Thursday I attended a wedding of a young couple. And as I saw them walking off into the sunset, or driving off into the sunset, into the beautiful dreams they dream, and the anticipation of a beautiful life, I wondered what last advice could I give them if they should ask me for any last words of advice. And driving home contemplating this question and thinking and seeing the faces of all the couples I work with and thinking about my own marriage with Elisma, my own journey with Elisma, this is what I came up with. For me, the one big truth that could help you live in connection and intimacy with your life partner, and this is the truth, if couples get it right to keep showing up, there will be a lot of love and connection and intimacy. The beauty of the wedding day is that someone shows up. Two people show up together. And if no one shows up, there's no wedding. There's someone waiting with excitement for someone to show up. There's someone waiting with a deep longing and a deep desire and with eyes fixated on the door and with anticipation waiting for someone to walk in that door towards you. And the space was prepared. The one waiting prepared the space with flowers and music and guests and laughter as if that ground was holy. It was prepared for something holy that can create a place of connection and safety and love and intimate. Then there's the one arriving, someone getting up, making herself presentable in the most beautiful way, getting dressed and beautiful for that special person, and arriving with excitement and longing and deep desire to meet the other, and walking towards the one waiting. This marriage ritual of one waiting and one arriving that is the metaphor of relationships for me. That is relationship at its best. Someone waiting and someone arriving. Two people showing up to the other. And showing up was always a choice. And maybe that's the beautiful thing of marriage and love. That someone chose to wait for me. And that someone made the decision to arrive. To start a journey towards me. For couples living in a conscious relationship that are striving to make connection and live in intimacy. This should be a decision they make every day. Every morning they wake up. It's a decision to show up for my partner. When couples get that right. When that happens. When someone being married for 30 years or 25 years or 10 years. Can wake up. And walk into my partner's life with the attention to show up with aliveness and love, with eyes that see, with ears that hear, with arms to hold, with someone to witness my existence with love and anticipation and aliveness and with validation. Two people who get that right will live in deep intimacy. The theory I work with is that if a couple are experiencing disconnection and hurt, one of the biggest reasons is that they stopped showing up like the day they did when they got married. And I do believe 
that all of us live with a deep need and a deep longing for someone to show up in our lives. I see this with my little three-year-old daughter, and maybe it never changes for all of us, that when I get back home in the afternoons after a long day, she's waiting for me, with a deep longing for me to see her, to validate her, and to love her. And I can greet her in one of two ways. I can come in with shoulders hanging down, low energy, a voice that says, Hello Elke, I'm so glad to see you. I missed you so much. Where have you been the whole day? And when I greet her like that, you will pick up that she will feel that she's not loved and not appreciated. And maybe she'll walk away or tomorrow she will keep on trying. But somewhere along the line, she will stop waiting for me. But what I need to do is, I need to walk into the house with my best energy, with my best attention, with anticipation and excitement and say, Hello, Elke. I missed you so much. Come here. You are the most beautiful thing in the whole world. I've been waiting for you the whole day. How are you doing? And even if she's three years old, you can pick up in her essence, in her tone of voice, in her excitement, that she feel loved and appreciated and validated. And that is actually why she exists and why she waited for me in the first place, with the hope that someone will see her and love her and validate her with aliveness, with excitement, with eyes that say, I see you and I like what I see. This is our deepest longing. And this is actually why we get married, why we fall in love with the hope that someone will walk into our life, showing up to us. It never changes, even if you're 80 years old. When a couple first arrives in my office, I ask them to make connection in a way they always do. And I quickly pick up the energy between the two of them. And 90% of the time, what I get to is that this couple stopped showing up to each other a long time ago. And maybe this is what affairs are all about, or relationships exits, is that someone else, somewhere else, recreated the feeling of, aha, you're the one, I hear you, I see you, but more than that, I am so glad to see you. It makes me so happy to be with you. I want to be with you and with no one else. Maybe that's what affairs is all about. Someone showing up and recreating that feeling we had a long time ago. So what I believe couples are actually saying with words and without words is you stopped showing up for me. And if they're honest enough, they would say things like, and I stopped showing up for you. Or I stopped asking you to show up for me. Or you stopped asking me to show up for you. First of all, I think the important question would be, why do we stop showing up for each other? Why do we stop living with a deep excitement and appreciation and anticipation, living with the other and showing up with the other? First of all, I think the obvious is we are living busy lives. That life is asking a lot from us. We need to be with a lot of people in a lot of other places. We need to give a lot of energy. And staying alive in a busy life is extremely difficult. And maybe we share too much of ourselves with the world. Maybe we are overstretched over our boundaries of what we can give. Just fighting to survive and to provide. 
Or maybe one of the reasons is that we think that intimacy is a given in relationships, that couples arrive at a place of intimacy just growing through the normal rhythms of relationship. But that's not true. Intimacy is a place where couples grow to if they go on a journey. It's the end of a journey. Sometimes we think that time will heal everything. Or maybe time will bring intimacy or time will repair disconnection. But time in itself is nothing. It needs to be filled. And I think we forget that. It needs to be filled with fun and being together and investing in a relationship. But I think one of the most important reasons is that when a couple moves into a very normal place that we call the power struggle, the place where the relationship is pushing two people to wholeness and bringing conflict and disconnection for the sake of growth. And the power struggle is what it, what it says it is. It's two powers crashing and colliding and it's a struggle that sometimes leaves two people feeling disconnected and dead. And to stay alive in that place and to keep making the conscious decision to show up for your partner is very difficult. I ask things from you that you cannot give. And when you don't give them, the story I make up is that I'm not good enough, I'm invisible, you can live without me. And usually couples then exit the space. They show up elsewhere for the kids, for friends, for personal ambitions. To understand the power struggle, the picture in my head is like someone who's got frozen hands and approaches a fire to get warmth and aliveness in their hands again. The power struggle is like the heat of the flames. It creates life, it brings back life, it brings back healing, but it's a very painful process. And for a person to get his hands restored, he needs to keep his hands close to the fire and endure the pain. To keep showing up is like this in the power struggle. It's making the decision not to exit the space, but to do the hard work. And I experience that not a lot of people can do that. When the fire gets too warm and the hands are too frozen and life comes back, they exit the space. They take their hands away from the fire. To keep showing up in the power struggle is one of the most difficult things to do. And a lot of couples, if not all couples, even for many Lisma, that is the art of connection that we need to learn to dance the dance that will end in intimacy. And to keep showing up, what's difficult about that is that in a way we are not the same people as we were on our wedding day. I'm not the guy with a beautiful suit anymore. And my wife is not the woman with the most amazing dress. We have seen different parts of each other. We have shared hard words. Showing up to you now is very different from that day long ago. To show up now is also to show up to parts that I don't like or parts I, I wasn't aware of and that I don't like so much. So if you could go back in time and I could be who I was and you could be who you were, then it should be easier to show up to you. That is maybe the main reasons why we struggle to show up for each other in the current relationship. What I also want to share with you is that not showing up to me and me not showing up to you is one of the deepest hurts that someone can experience. In my opinion, this hurt of you not showing up for me 
is a resemblance of the hurt of the past. You not showing up to me with full aliveness and appreciation and validation resembles the hurt of the child in my soul. There was a time in our lives, in all of our lives as children, that we were mirrored selectively. What people loved in us, they mirrored. What they didn't like, they didn't mirror or they didn't see it or they blamed or they shamed us. And from a very young age, we had the experience that love is conditional. And with that then, that love and intimacy is hurtful and I am alone. Only when I give them what they like, I am love. And with you, when I got married to you and we showed up together, with you I thought it would be different. But what I realized and what I experienced over time is that you, you did the same. You show up only in my best behaviors. And that makes me feel alone and that love is conditional. And somewhere in our childhood we also had the experience of not feeling important. Our parents forgot us at school. They didn't pick us up. They didn't phone us on our birthdays. They forgot our birthdays. They forgot that it was our weekend to visit them. And we had this experience that we are not important. We were not listened to. We were ignored. People were too busy. And that made us feel all alone. And being married to you and you not showing up resembles that hurt. I've got the same feeling with you that I'm not important. So it's not just not showing up. It's the not showing up creating the feeling of aloneness. Or I'm invisible, or I'm not important, or I'm not seen, or I don't have a voice. And some of us had the experience that my world doesn't matter. No one asked me what I like to do. No one validated my story, or validated my hurt. When I cried, they said I'm oversensitive. I misinterpreted the situation or the words. And that made me feel alone. And you, being married to you, not showing up to me, recreates or resembles this feeling that my world doesn't matter. It's not just that you not show up. I get the feeling that my world doesn't matter and I'm all alone. Or well, some of us had the experience as children that we need to change. We need to make adaptations. We need to adapt to the adult world. We need to learn new tricks. We need to learn not to cry to be over-emotional, we need to become achievers, we need to learn tricks how to be funny, we need to forget our own needs, we need to attend to others' needs, we need to be performers, to be loved. Again, the experience of being conditionally loved. And being married to you and you not showing up, only showing up when I change myself, recreates this feeling or resembles this feeling of that I need to change my world and my essence for you to love me. And then I feel all alone. As you can start seeing that not showing up is not just you're not there, you're not with me. It's recreating the feeling that I'm not welcome in this world, I'm not loved, I'm invisible, I'm not important. The deepest fear of the child. Think of my little three-year-old. The deep longing for someone to show up and just see me for who I am and to love me and to want to be with me and to love being with me. So what I believe is what all couples all over the world is saying when they say we live in disconnection or you don't see me or you don't hear me or I'm alone. 
What they're actually saying is, please show up for me and with me. So good therapy will help a couple to show up once again with each other. So good therapy will guide a couple to immediately understand the importance to show up once more. And it's so beautiful if a couple starts doing the work of connection that we in the Imago tradition practices and teaches couples or in the ECCT tradition where we teach the couples the art of connecting that when a couple, even married for 20 years, starts showing up just by sitting and looking and slowing down and taking each other in and with aliveness and with facial expressions and with voices of excitement and emotions and just being present and mirroring the other, what that's showing up does to a couple. We don't even talk about the hurt at the beginning. Just showing up does a lot of work when a couple tries to reconnect. So I want you to be honest about your relationship when you listen to this podcast. Did you stop showing up? Did your partner stop showing up? Can it be that a big part of the hurt and the disconnection is actually a deep longing for your partner to once again wait for you the way he waited for you? And that your partner arrived with the same enthusiasm and excitement and deep longing to walk towards you. What is the state of your relationship? What I would like you to consider if you're one of those couples living in deep disconnection and longing for connection and intimacy is to consider therapy. Getting a good therapist to help you to once again show up, especially in those places of conflict and hurt and sadness. Or just after listening to this podcast, talk to your partner honestly about how is our relationship? How do I feel with you? How do you feel with me? And then answering without blaming and shaming. Just sitting down and asking the question, how are we doing? And then thinking back on how it was. How it felt when both of you showed up with full aliveness. And then to start dreaming again. What's our relationship dream? What do we want from each other? What do I need from you right now? What do I need from you to give me the impression that you show up and that you want to be with me? How are we doing? Just honestly speaking and talking about something that we don't talk about a lot. How are we doing? Or maybe tomorrow just starting a conversation. What is important in your life right now? And then stretching into listening and then stretching into questioning and to intentionally be curious about that thing or that place or that situation for a week. Asking questions, visiting that place in your partner's life with excitement and with a lot. Or a ritual that is very nice is if a couple, just for seven minutes each evening, sitting close to each other, about 40 centimeters, and then just looking at each other for five minutes, looking at the eyes, looking at the facial expressions, just taking each other in, just slowing down, showing up, looking. And then for the last two minutes, just having a dialogue where I share with you what is beautiful about you. What is beautiful about you? Or having a dialogue, asking your partner, what can I do for you this week that will make you feel loved and appreciated and adored? 
are just stretching into aliveness when we say hello to each other with eyes that is open and that is seeing the other, or goodbye, or good night, or good morning, with aliveness. Maybe linger on the kiss, on the cheek or on the mouth. Just kiss for a few seconds longer. Look into each other's eyes when you greet each other, or when you apart during the day. Or slowing down when you ask, how was your day? Just making contact, looking each other in the eye, when you say, I've missed you so much. And I believe if you do one or two or three of these things, little things, the relationship space will change. Your partner will change. Just the body energy, when you greet them with aliveness, it will make a difference. Try doing this for one or two weeks, and then dialoguing with each other. If there was a difference in the space between the two of you, and what felt different, and what is alive that wasn't there. Thank you for listening. I hope you feel inspired to show up to your life partner. And not just there, in life in general, but also in the lives of your children. Their deepest need and longing is parents that show up with deep validation and aliveness to their essence. I hope this helped you. Please leave any comments or remarks or questions in the comment box below on the Facebook page. Thanks again for listening. Love and kindness.